Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. Hello, friends. We have a brief moment before we get to the show. I'm shooting some stuff for our iHeart Country Festival. So also, don't judge me because I have to wear these same clothes for every single shoot so it looks like one continuous shoot. So I just changed and put on a shirt and I'll probably be in this thing a couple more times over the next few days. <laughs> the weird thing is you put it on, you take it off. You put the same thing on, take it off. I mean, I have to do that on American Idol a lot too because mm. we shoot over three days and it's one spot. Yeah. Um, on my Nat Geo show, the great thing is is that the clothes I'm in don't matter. I'm in like shorts and a t-shirt for most of it because it's pretty physical stuff. So I just prefer to wear the same thing all the time so you can edit in and out no problem. Is but, there like an idol? Is there like a certain producer that keeps track of what you wore the day of and like, hey guys, this is for Wednesday. Like, We have to get everything cleared. So it's take a picture of the clothes, make sure you can wear them, that kind of thing. Mm. And then you kind of remember. The only time there's ever been trouble, well, sometimes whenever we go to the studio, they go, what, what color jacket are you wearing? Because it can't be the same as one of the judges, like exactly. Uh. But one time I wore a jacket that apparently Ryan and Luke had already worn, not the same day, but I had, I was like, I'm gonna wear this jacket. And Ryan had worn it earlier in the season and Luke had had it too. And there was a big joke between those two because it was like, oh, the stylist gave us the same jacket. Well, here I am, my dumb butt. I didn't know. <laughs> None of us did. And so I'm wearing it again and it's all over the internet. All that's three of us funny. in the same jacket. Like, how does that even happen? Uh, so if you're watching this on Facebook, that's what's up. A woman shares her bizarre way that she got her boyfriend to stop snoring. Jason Lee and Sharni Bright Penny have been together for seven months. But all that time, they weren't getting much sleep. They both talk in their sleep. But Sharni also snores and was driving Jason crazy. Apparently, Jason found a solution. Although it was so bizarre, he kept a secret from his girlfriend. He eventually came clean. It seems that she had woken up with a wet face but thought she was just dribbling spit in her sleep oh. until Jason said he was licking her face to get her to stop snoring. What? Stop, yeah, snoring, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she claimed, she, she, she shares, he claims he had tried everything to get me to shut up but nothing had worked. And it just got to the point where I had to try everything. Licking my face was the only thing that worked. What? That's weird, man. Funny. Yeah. It's Okay, it's how you take it. I think it's funny. Yeah, I laughed. My thing is, I apparently have a very effeminate voice in my sleep. <laughs> Caitlin tells me that I talk in my sleep I talk like this. <laughs> That's too funny. Why? What are you saying? Yeah, like, yeah, what's, what's going happening on? In there, Where dude? are you? I can ask her, but she's like, last night you were talking about going to, it's sometimes like I'm going to find a gun or something. Oh. It's like, what's the gun? <laughs> Maybe you're more like whining and it's coming off as... Where's the gun? Like, Have you seen the gun? <laughs> yeah, but she said I'm totally effeminate while that's happening. That's funny. That's funny, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I want to hit Raymundo for a second, have him do a couple man minutes because he sent, him, he sent in a couple through the week and I wanted to hit these before we went just to make sure that our listeners can get the man minute if they need it. Let right, Ray? Sure, yeah, let me make sure we get this audio here. Also, check out a couple podcasts. You have Kaylee Shore's podcast out today called Too Much to Say. And then Velvet's Edge with Kelly Henderson. She has an episode with author Ruthie Lindsay. And so that, that one's very much about healing. So check that one out, too. Um, two man minutes? Yep. All right, let's do number one. All right. Let's get manly. It's the man minute with Raimundo. Yeah, can I do the one about going to the mall? Whatever you want. Yeah, so a lot of guys are against going to the mall with their chick. Oh, the mall, I don't want to go shopping. But that's not what the your girl wants you there for. She just wants somebody to ride in the car with her. She wants somebody to carry her bags at the end of the trip. 
and she just wants somebody to kind of be there with her. So what I do is I go to the mall with my chick, but have her drop me off at the bar. So I'm there for two hours, and then she says, hey, I'm all done shopping. Boom, that's my cue. I come in, I carry the shopping bags, I get to the car, I help her with traffic, I'm in the passenger seat, go this way, go that way. Oh, we're together, we're stuck in traffic, gridlock. Guys, get dropped off at the bar. You go to the mall to go to the bar, not to go shopping. Is there a bar at every mall? Uh, you know what? Normally there's a restaurant. Normally yeah. there's a restaurant oh, okay. bar like Chili's or something. One and they dominate because Ray's right. Like that's where all the dudes are at. So you're saying in this man minute that women when they go shopping don't want a guy to actually shop with them, just be there for support. Yes. Amy? I mean, I could see that working. I've never personally tried it. I just gave up on him going a long time ago. Ray or your so husband? So miserable. Oh no, my husband. Like or he'll he would go with me, but then just try to find the nearest chair in the <laughs> in the store. mall. Yeah, uh, no, that. in the particular store. Uh, and he call I don't know. He has a name for it. I'll have to ask him. But it's like the husband chair, or something like that. Ramon, do you have a second one? Yep. Go ahead. Let's get manly. It's the Man Minute with Raimundo. What up? Wanted to talk to my guys here real quick. The temps are dropping. It's getting a little bit colder throughout the country. And there's a new article of clothing we all need to get. It's called the Shacket. So it's a shirt and a jacket, but it's not your big Alaskan-type coat, and it's not a really light shirt. It's right in the middle. It's less than $100. It's stylish. You can wear it to dinner. You can wear it out with the boys. Wear it in the backyard watching football. Look up the shacket. I'm telling you, it's going to be huge. Lunch oh. is probably going to be walking one in next Monday in a shacket. But he's going to be shirtless under it. That's the problem. Because oh, like, it's like a shirt. Chi- that's a chick. Bones, coat. we Googled it, and it's just women that wear shackets. Yeah, only women wear shackets. What I'm saying is it's going to cross over. They're starting to make them for guys. Okay. I don't know. They this have is the men's man shackets. I'm looking at them. He's going to make us all look terrible. It's no longer look like a man minute <laughs> with Raymundo. <laughs> All right, Raimundo, that's it. Thank you. Um, We are done here. Enjoy today's show, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Hey, guys, welcome to show. Morning, studio. Morning. Later on in the show, we'll name Mr. Country Music for September 30th. Or Mrs. Country Music. It, oh, true. Raymundo just sent five DMs to five different artists, and the first one to reply wins the title. So that means they're Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Nice Girl. Uh, speaking of that, Angie in Oklahoma is on. Angie, you're on the show. What's happening? Hey, I wanted to give Amy a hard time and call her out. Oh, we like oh. this. Bring it on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so back starting in 2016, I sent her a morning corny in her DMs. And never got a reply. Well, I thought I would try again. I had another good one in June and sent her another morning corny, and they were never open. So I just wanted to give her a hard time. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Drama. Amy, go ahead. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait. What is the hard time about? I'm confused because I didn't get to the DM because I really appreciate morning cornies and I appreciate DMs, but I will. I've never said that I get to all my DMs at all. I, I can't make that a priority in my life. I try to check them, but if it's in my, like, my friend. My primary, mm-hmm. where it's my friends that I follow. If I get that, I try to stay on top of those. And then I'll go over to general at times. And it's co- sort of like popcorn. 
Like if I check some, I try to engage for sure, but I there's no, I can't get to all of them. And that I hope that that makes sense. Well, and also Amy's text messages, she doesn't even get to all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's really nothing against you and if you have jokes, like I would love to hear them. So What was one of the good ones Angie that you submitted to her? Let's do it yeah, live. Let's do it now. Yeah. Okay, let me look. All right, she's going to go back into the archives <laughs> there. Uh, while, she, while she looks, thank you guys for being on with us. We got some good stuff today. Again, we'll find out who we're going to call Mr. or Mrs. Country Music. Uh, that's later on. Ray sent five DMs to five different country artists. We'll see who responded. Because yesterday it was Matt Stell out of the 10, and he was the one that called and had a nice talk with him. He may come over and play basketball on Sunday after that. Um, are you ready, Angie? I'm ready. All right, hit us. All right, what do you call a cow with a twitch? What do you call a cow with a twitch? Beef jerky, say it. Milkshake. Oh, 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 we got a, a we're debating on the milkshake. answer. Oh, it's probably beef jerky. It's beef jerky. It is. It, the milkshake's a oh, different one. Milkshake, milkshake, milkshake sounds works, really good. Though. Angie, what's your answer? Beef jerky. Okay, there you go. I think you've told that one before, Amy. I think probably so. Probably took you it from her and didn't credit her. <laughs> wow, no, you I didn't. Though. All right. Angie, thank you for calling. Hope you have a great day. Hold on, Angie. Angie, You're may I, Angie, may I get your Instagram, please, so I can uh, find your messages? And Angie, I, say it's too late. I'll move you on over to general. Okay. Okay. What is it? It is ADJ underscore Jackson 4. Okay. A- okay. I will look for that. Sorry I missed your DM and All right, we got to start. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Thank bye. you. Bye. Bye, Angie. This is Heston from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Morning studio. Hey, Bobby. Quick question um, about Lunchbox going to the haunted house. Is there any update? Is he still going? Have you guys found anybody for him to go with? Thank you for the question. More than a haunted house. It's a literal house where people were murdered in. <laughs> and yeah. They kind of sell it like, come walk through a house where people have been murdered. And Lunchbox is going to go spend the night. We've reserved the night. Raymundo, will you play how many days? 20 days. Until Lunchbox goes to the ex-murderer ghost house. Here. 20 days? Right? Yep. yep. Okay. And Lunchbox, who would you like to suggest go with you? Well, I thought about this long and hard, and I thought No Teeth Keith would be the perfect guest to go with me because at nine years old, he was showing me Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Candyman, all these scary movies, and he loves horror movies. And so he introduced me into this. So I think it would be great if he went with me to the scary murder house. For the record, No Teeth Keith and Arkansas Keith, not the same person. Two different people. Yeah, No Teeth Keith was Lunchbox's baseball coach. And he didn't have any kids, but he coached us in baseball. And then he lived at, like, my house. He lived at the ballpark. He lived here. He lived there. Yeah. He lived at the ballpark? Yeah, he lived above the uh, bathrooms. And yeah. so he would just hang out with you? Yeah, he'd hang out with the kids. Like, the he would take the kids to the coast. He would teach us how to drive. To the things. coast? The kids. Yeah. It was just him and all the kids? Yeah. How far was the coast? Uh, about five hours. hours. And you guys would spend the night? Yeah, spend the weekend at the coast. And your parents were fine. Yeah. And you and you want to take him with you? Yeah, I thought he would be a great <laughs> guest because he loves things scary. He loves he introduced me to horror movies when I was nine years old. So I thought, man, that's a great we talk about him on the show, so it's kind of added content. Well, that makes no sense, but <laughs> how is he gonna get there? 
That I don't know. I, I don't he know. doesn't live here. He no, lives in I would Texas. have to talk to him and see how he if he could get here and for the road trip. Okay. And I, I just I didn't want to bring it up to him and get him excited if you guys were against it. Scuba, or, how do you feel about No Teeth Keith, or do you have somebody better in mind? I think he's a good uh, option at the moment. Uh, I've heard some other options come through that I wasn't really a fan of, but I think he is a pretty good one. He seems like an interesting character we could talk to along the way as well. I'm I'm okay with it. Me too. Can you give us? An answer in the next few days if he can be up here? Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a call and see what he says because, I mean, I think he'd be into that kind of thing. And, I mean, he could protect me. He's Does older. he have teeth now? <laughs> well, he has dentures, but he doesn't really wear them because he doesn't want to stain them, so they're in his pocket sometimes. <laughs> I feel that way about nice shirts. I don't want to wear them because I don't want to stain them. Those yeah. are dentures, though. Yeah, I know, no, I get it. I get it, I get it. All right, so we'll find out in the next few days. The next few days. All right. I saw a bunch of people on Instagram get exposed because... There's a studio in California that they have set up to look like a private jet, and you go and sit in there, and you pay, and you take a bunch of pictures, and you oh, post them like, goodness. heading awesome. away on a trip. And so now people are finding the people that have posted from that set to go, you're lying. <laughs> That's not even true. For 64 bucks an hour, you and up to nine friends can use the space for as many Instagram stories or TikToks or... Whatever you want. The set, located in Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, decked out to mimic a plane, including round windows with artificial light pouring in to make it as realistic as possible. It's just another reason to go. What you see on social media probably isn't real. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't base your life on the pictures that you're seeing. Just imagine the pictures that you take, because you always have to turn it up a a notch to get that perfect smile, (laughs) just to post the ones that you like. For sure. So, yeah, I saw that. I wanted to share that with you guys. Also, I'll say this. People that post themselves on private jets, if they're on real ones, they're not people who get to fly on private jets a lot. People who fly on private jets a lot have no need to show it off. Like, you don't see Garth in a private jet taking a selfie going, spring break 2020. (laughs) Do you know why? Because Garth Brooks has a private jet and he has no need to show it off. It's just like a Tuesday. It's Yes. And why would you just show off a random Tuesday? Uh, let's go over to Amy. What do you have over there? So it's a Halloween tip that I saw, which I thought was pretty creative. Some parents are putting together PVC pipes to shoot down from windows to their driveway area. And it's like a candy shoot so that kids can still come by and ha- uh, say trick or treat. And then they put the candy in the chute and boom, <laughs> like pops it. out. Yeah. So awesome. there's not contact. With them, And then also I saw another group of parents working on a zip line where they had this little cup holder that they could <laughs> stick a beer in for parents that were out trick-or-treating and zip line <laughs> it down to them. And then had a little box to stick candy in to zip down to kids. So there are ways to get creative depending on what your community vibe is like with Halloween. I think people just need to be smart, but there are ways to make it cool. Are you guys at the stage now where you're Halloween costuming your kids right now? Oh, yeah. What are your kids going to be, Eddie? Well, it looks like uh, most of the kids are going to be superheroes, and I think the baby is going to be boss baby. Uh, so we're just going to get a suit and have him dress like a businessman. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> what about your kids? We have not thought about it, but no. probably need to. Yeah, I mean, okay, do you have it. a month? Yeah. Yeah, you have a month. You're fine. Dude, three, I'm going to start working weeks. on that shoot today. Yeah. I yeah. love that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Luke Combs is set to perform at the Billboard Music Awards. He's up for four awards at the show and will now be one of the performers. The show airs October 14th on NBC. 
Dolly Parton is starring in a new holiday musical movie called Christmas on the Square. It will drop November 22nd on Netflix. Kane Brown shares how he deals with hateful things on social media. I'm always on social media, so I know I know a lot of people that, you know, they get off social media because, like, hate gets to them. Hate gets to me. It does. I can't deny it. So when it, when it starts to build up on me, I just look around, look at my wife, look at my baby, look at my house, and I'm like, life can't get any better. And um, that's just kind of how I motivate myself. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A family-owned clothing store in Chicago is back in business thanks to an outpouring of support from their community. Back in May, the Kim family watched helplessly as looters destroyed their shop, which was called City Fashions. At the time, they were struggling to recover because of the pandemic. They were already hurting financially. But their customers and supporters saved the day after a bunch of looters got in. They set up a GoFundMe campaign and were able to raise more than $200,000 in just over a week. Wow. Now the Kims have moved the store to a new location and the doors are open once again. Quote, I gotta say, it helps so much when there are good people out there looking out for you. It's nice to see how many people actually care. That's from the store owner. Isn't that awesome? That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Pickaway County, Ohio. A high school girl didn't want to go to school the other day, so she goes to the bus stop, says, I'm out of here. And she calls 911 and says, I've been kidnapped. Oh, my gosh, this is what the guy looks like. When police arrive, she goes, I escaped, but he's around here somewhere. They search the area, couldn't find him, and then she admitted, I just didn't want to go to school. He's around here somewhere. I would have been like, he said he was headed to another state. <laughs> he's heading north. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. About three weeks till Raymundo gets married. You excited, man? I really am. I mean, honestly, I could say that I'm, I have cold feet. I don't. I could say that I'm nervous. I'm not. Nice. Yeah, I've honestly have never looked forward to something more in my life. This wow. is like when I went to college, that was a big change. <laughs> I consider this even bigger than that. What do you think is going to change in your relationship? You've lived together for a while. Right, but finances, we're going to combine accounts. Uh, there's other stuff her parents take care of that now I'm going to have to start taking care of. Her dad will do her vehicle stuff, but now that's my responsibility. Um, we're going to get a house together. We're no longer going to be renting, so we're going to budget together. We're going to be frugal together, and then hopefully start kids next year. Do you guys know how much each other makes? I don't think so. Um, I've, just, I've thrown some numbers around at her, um, but I'm never specific. I was told a long, long time ago, you never discuss how much you make with somebody. Exactly. But I believe when you're married. But your wife or husband, I think you would, right? Yes. I think that changes when you do get married. So, uh, but yeah, she'll have access to my account. So it's all right there. Because I have no idea how much Caitlin makes. I think she does pretty well because she has a pretty fancy job. You have never talked about and it? And she works all the time. Uh, No, I've never asked. I've never cared. What about? Does she, yo, she has no idea what I sure, make. Yeah. I mean, yours is so... Um, what's uh, yours the word? Yours hard to pin. Yeah, because it's, like it's, flu- you have other so many projects. Yeah. So comes from like, different avenues. It's like, boing, boing, boing. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one to get. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's hard. Yeah, she doesn't care. Yeah. She doesn't so. care, she doesn't ask. But I think eventually, you know, I'm leaning more toward now just combining everything. I used to, oh. I used to go, <laughs> no way. You're nuts. But now I'm kind of leaning toward, we're the same. That's it. It's a team. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You nailed it. What's mine is yours. What's oh. yours is mine. And I eat her food all the time and I say that to her. What's yours is mine. What's mine is yours. <laughs> so I feel like that's the same. Food, money, it's the same. Lunchbox, you don't agree? 
No chance. Bobby, you have to protect yourself. That's the main thing. Understand marriage is a you know great thing and you are a team, but guess what? Teams break up. Well, what did you do? We don't have combined finances. You don't. She, my wife does not know how much I make. No, we have separate bank accounts. We she doesn't tell me she, well, she doesn't make anything right now. But Oh gosh. <laughs> I, she has no idea how much comes in on my paycheck every two weeks. No idea. Hmm. And then how do y'all handle your mortgage again? Like how you live and percentages. That's romantic. She knows I make more than her, so I pay 70%. She pays 30%. Now right now, she's not making nothing. <laughs> but here's, she does, here's what she can figure out. She's at if home it's 70 30 and she knows what her 30 is, she can figure out the 70, right? And then know how much you make. Is it based no, on? No, 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 no. Oh. It's just based that I make more than her and I say, listen, I can afford this much and you can afford that much. And there you go. Bobby, I do the math. He does the math, you know? Mm. He does it all. He calculates. No, I do. It. I handle the bills. I tell her so how much right she So, right now, owes. though, she's not, since she you have two kids and she, gets she unemployment. isn't in working so you're you're collecting from her unemployment yes that's how it works that's i mean just because you're unemployed doesn't mean you can't pay your bills you have to figure out the way she had savings she has money that's, you take from her savings no she, like as your husband you could be like hey i understand that we're you're in between jobs right now it's cool i got it well, you I focus mean, on i do have to pay a bigger percentage oh 71 percent i heard <laughs> Like, usually she's responsible for more of the groceries, so I've been pitching in more on the groceries. Well, Ray, I'm excited for you that you're excited. Yeah! Do you have your ring yet? Did it come in sized? Yeah, I got it. Let's see. I wanted to wear it. Fiance won't let me. Yeah. She says it's wedding a wedding day. ring. Oh, you can't yeah. wedding, wear it? No. She's wearing hers. Dude, That's I wanted different. To, no, she gets another ring. ring on the wedding day. Though. Yeah. What's she that? gets the wedding oh, band. This is a like two, you don't know this This stuff. is a two-ring deal? <laughs> oh, for Ray? No, it's one, but no. he gets it. For, well, it could for be the three. girl, yes. she gets I more mean, of everything. Depends on how many bands. What in the world? Yes, bones. I need to get another boom boom project then. <laughs> <laughs> Holy mackerel! Uh, speaking of Ray's wedding, what we talked about on the show yesterday was that you were thinking about kicking someone out of the wedding party. Now, was this a serious thing or a joking thing? No, this is honestly dead serious. What happened? So, uh, since we're talking money, there was a lot of money given to the photographer to do these wedding pictures. I believe they're even going to do some videography. And I got to looking at the groomsmen. Everybody looks great except for one person. What do you mean? Oh, this is like one of those uh, bridezilla type things. It's not a groomzilla thing. Lunchbox's hair is a little long, and it just looks, the word is unkempt. So if he could (laughs) get a haircut before the wedding or no haircut, you get cut. Wait, oh. <laughs> has he talked to you about this? He pulled me aside and he goes, hey, man, just so you know, my wedding's in a few weeks. Your hair is looking kind of long and, you know, we don't want, you know, the attention away from the bride and the groom. So maybe you want to, you know, shape it up a little bit. And how did you feel? I was like, I thought he was just kind of being funny. And now I find out he's really serious about get cut or get, what did you say? Haircut, Haircut or get cut. Yeah. Get, see, that's ridiculous. Yeah! My husband was asking if the sideburns were even no, real. No, no, no. They're Amy, so... we've all been asking. Yeah. Yeah, are you grow- I'm going to ask this in a loving way. Are yeah. you growing your hair out as a joke like that? What? <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> as a see- joke? Yes. No! Okay. Like, like, for attention? No, I mean, I don't grow my hair for attention. I mean... It looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yes, with, with sideburns. With really thick, unkept sideburns. A lot of people say I could be in the Beatles. Is what people have been telling Ooh, me. So okay. I'm like, Last I look like a rock when, star. Maybe when they were on drugs. But. <laughs> like the 70s right yeah, before they split. Yeah. Yoko. Yoko would just entered. Yeah. I, I got a haircut for Ray's bachelor party. That was the last time I got a haircut, and I didn't know it was a big deal. I thought he wanted his groomsmen in there because we were boys, not because how, how my hair looked. Will you get a haircut for his wedding? I mean, I'll think about it. 
I, I just can't believe that there's that many that big of demands that my hair is that big of an issue. We always make fun. You guys always say, oh, brides are overreacting. Like, who? Don't let them do that. And you guys are on Ray's side on no, this? No, we're just asking. I'm not on anyone's side. Yeah, Rand, we never what do you think? said. Well, also, Grandma's going to be there, my aunt, some of the people you guys haven't really met, maybe the only time you're ever going to meet them. And these are the people I've been chilling with for seven years, and he's got that going on. He looks semi-homeless. <laughs> Which homeless Sem- people semi. are still awesome. Wow. Yeah. Not fully though. Semi. <laughs> like three days a week you got a place. Gosh, man. I look do I really look that bad? Like honestly, do I look that bad? Like, do you think I, I, I look so bad that you I should be cut from a wedding? No. That I'm gonna say no to. Okay. But do I look bad? <laughs> you didn't answer that part. That, now you changed your answer. That kind of makes me worry. Bobby, does he represent what you would hope for as a member of the show? For if, his if, role, if, hey, man, do what you want to do. Say we had a client meeting or iHeart Festival Oh, I'd struggle with person. that. If it was a big client looking to... That, I think that's a reason that clients just... <laughs> I'm going to be gentle here. I think that's a reason a lot of clients don't use you. Mm. Because you, at times you have a very sloppy appearance. And they're like, if I'm going to have somebody speaking for me and being the voice of me and being the, the face of me, I would like to at least have them put some effort into their appearance. Well, yeah. Like, why don't we get, like, a razor company to sponsor me? Oh, boom. Then I look better. Okay, get someone, that, uh, a hairstylist to sponsor me. Boom. Get a clothing company. Boom. Is that the goal here? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm, I just came to my head when Bobby said that. Okay. <laughs> Ray, let us know. Yeah, yeah, I threw it out there. We'll see what he does. Get cut or haircut. No, get a haircut or get cut. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Stupid groomzilla. We're going to play Name That 90s TV theme song, okay? So if I were to play this one right here. This show came out in 1994. Would Ooh. you know what that is? No. Um, no. Party of Five. Never oh. saw it. Good show. Okay. Yeah. How about this one right here? Would you know this one? Can you become a new version of you? Never heard this song in my life. Felicity, 1998. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Actually, I guess I have. Here's one more. This is from 1996. Okay. That, nobody knows it. That Charmed. Would be Sabrina the Teenage oh. Witch. So you're in the witch category. <laughs> but those are the ones I didn't use in the game. The other ones are a little easier. Okay. okay. Susan, how are you? Good. How are you? Really good. Thank you for calling. We're going to play a little game here. We're going to play the 90s TV theme game. Now, Susan, you can pick your player. It's like the horse races. I used to go to Oakland as a kid, Oakland Racetrack. We'd sneak in, make $2 bets all day. You have to have an adult bet for you. Because you had to be okay. 18 to make a bet. And you pick a horse, they win, you win money. Your horses are Amy, Lunchbox, yep. and Eddie. Which one would you like to ride at the finish line? Mm, I'm going to pick Amy. Okay. Thank you. Fan favorite over there. So, Fran Drescher, the nanny, turns 63 today. Oh, she was annoying. You'd probably know her best from the 90s sitcom, The Nanny. Here is the nanny's theme song. She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. Would you know this, Amy? Yes. Okay. I think Pound for Pound, this is one of the greatest TV theme songs of all time. Oh, yeah? It tells you the whole story. You can never have seen an episode, listen to the theme song, boom, end of the theme song, you're ready to go into the episode. Okay. Okay. I'm going to play you a 90s TV theme song. Write down your answer. What TV show is it? Number one. 
The show debuted in 1990. All right, guys. Amy, what do you have? Law and Order. Lunchbox. NYPD Blue. Eddie. Law and Order. The answer is Law and Order. One point. Stupid. Next up, this show debuted in 1993. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. What? Because the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Okay. Amy? Walker, Texas Ranger. Lunchbox? Chuck Norris. It is Chuck Norris. I just couldn't think of the dang name. Eddie? That's Chuck. That's uh, I put Lone Ranger. Oh, no. no. Gosh, I'm struggling. Number three. This show debuted in 1994. All right, Amy. CSI. CSI. Wow, incorrect. Lunchbox, you can gain a little ground here. I'm gonna get on the board. It's ER. It is ER. Oh, Oh. Eddie, Survivor. Why did I never watch that? It's good show. Should I go? Should I go? You should go back. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Can you imagine? It is like 52 (laughs) seasons long. Still on. All right, name no. this one. Name this 90s TV show. 1995. All right, guys. What is your answer, Amy? Drew Carey? Correct. Lunchbox. Drew Carey Show. Eddie? The Drew Carey Show. Nice. <laughs> Do you know who the Ohio. band is that sings that song? The President Falling of the United suit. States. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Name this one. 1991. <laughs> Amy? Rugrats. Rugrats is incorrect. What? Lunchbox. Amy, look at me. What do I look like? Doug funny. It's Doug. Oh, it's Doug. Oh. A little dog barking. Oh, no. I had Rugrats at first. Eddie? Rugrats. Oh. <laughs> okay. Whoops. We have two left. Not Amy good. and Lunchbox are now tied. Oh, I'm oh. back. All right, here we go. Name this one 1999. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, she wrote it down immediately. Eddie, what do you have? I have West Wing. Lunchbox, what do you have? Sex in the City. Amy? West Wing. It is West Wing. Wow! (laughs) Lucky guess. (laughs) Never seen it. Sex in the City. One left. 
I knew it wasn't Sex and City, but I didn't have anything. Amy, four. Lunchbox and Eddie both have three. Oh, oh man. Amy, you need to miss this for them to uh, to have a shot at it. Come on, Amy. Give a hard one. This next, next one, 1993. Not know, so you guys have a shot here. All right. Anything, guys? Okay, here we go. Amy, I'm gonna go to you first. What do you have? Weird science. Lunchbox. Agent Mulder. Eddie. Nine zero two one zero. Eddie, you're wrong. I'm wrong. I know it's not the name of the show. I just don't know the name of the show. But you're thinking of X Files. That's it. But that's not that. And Amy. Uh, no. This is Boy Meets World. Ah. But that's all right. Amy is still the winner. Play her music. She's oh. the winner. Yeah. There she is. And not only is Amy the winner, but Susan is the winner of Pennsylvania. Susan, where do you live in Pennsylvania? I live in Sealand Grove, Pennsylvania, but we just moved here from Gallatin, Tennessee. We miss Tennessee and miss you guys, and we listen every day just oh. to... Feel like we're back home, close to Nashville. Thank you. Are you listening on the iHeartRadio app, or are you listening to us in Pittsburgh, or what? Um. Well, in the mornings we listen on um, Bill ninety five. Okay, so that's in that's where they play the League World Series. Yes, oh, Williamsport. In Williamsport, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Love Bill ninety five. There. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. awesome. But I listen to you on the iHeart app. Through my Sonos bar when I come home after I drop the kids off at school. We appreciate that. Can you use a $100 Walmart gift card? Well, I tell you what. I could definitely use it as I'm a stay-at-home mom. But you have been doing so much good stuff right now with the military service dogs. Can you put it to that instead? I tell you what. This is what I'm going to do. I'll put 100 of my money toward that, and I'm still going to give you this gift card. That way everybody well, wins. You don't have to do that. You're right. That's why I want to do it. If you tell me I have to do something, ask my bosses. I never do it. <laughs> but if you say, hey, I'd like, you know, so I'm going to send you this. I'm going to put 100 bucks toward it of my own money, and then um, I'm going to let you go to Walmart. You're a mom. You can probably get some diapers or Pop-Tarts. Oh, no, they're past or, that stage. They're yeah. six and nine. <laughs> oh, well, hey, no, get something for yourself. Stay on the phone. Okay, we're going to hook you up. Uh, by the way, thanks okay. to Walmart Photo. Thank you, Amy. You're welcome. Walmart uh-huh. Photo invites you to stay connected to the ones you love by making beautiful prints, photo books, and wall art from your favorite photos taken during your time spent at home. I got to go to Walmart because we have we have like an old jukebox in our house, and Caitlin has this wall up above it with a lot of pictures from the past year or so. It's pretty cool. But like four of the picture frames still have the picture that came in the frame. So it's like we have random people on our wall. Mm-hmm. So I got to go to Walmart and get some of that stuff done. Do you know the pictures you want to put in there? No, not yet, but I can I can look. Why, do you have some? Oh, no, I was just curious. I thought you wanted one of you in there. Oh, yeah. Do we do we make the wall? No. Yeah. It's mostly us. Mostly an us wall and some yeah, art. I get it. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So the average parent's knowledge of science and math Taps out at the sixth grade level. Like, What's in sixth grade, though? Because I think that's probably where, because as adults, we only remember the basic basic. And we only learned it as kids to use it to pass a test for the most part. Right. So I wonder, what's sixth grade science? 
I, I don't know the details, but the, these parents, like 2,000 parents were given a test, and the average was the, around the sixth grade level. That was their result. I'm sure that's pre-algebra, because af- algebra and after that, pfft, do you remember any of that? No, class? but this is science, so they're talking about <laughs> science right? and math. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh. I mean, my daughter has already straight up told me how she would like to divide us up for help. We used to, my husband and I would both help with everything, <laughs> and now she drew a line, and she said, Mom... I, I think you do well when you help me with English and social studies type stuff, but I really pr- prefer if dad helps me with math and science. I'm like, okay. <laughs> math was my weakest. When I took the ACT, really? I did well on everything. I made it in the 30s on everything. And the max you can make is a 36 on the test. But on math, I made a 24. Oh. Which was... And you're really good at math. I'm okay. I, my school, I didn't go to a, a school yeah. that is known for education. So, yeah, math was my lowest, too. So since Eddie's the only other parent with school-aged kids right here, Eddie, what does STEM stand for? S-T-E-M. Oh, is that the robotics? No, 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 no. no. Science, technical, uh, electronic, and math. (laughs) Nearly four in ten parents could not correctly identify this, so you're not alone. (laughs) Uh, Science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. That's what it stands for. So this is cool. Dolly Parton is bringing her special brand of... Magic to William Sonoma with her Dolly's tra- Holiday Tradition Collection. So she's going to have her signature sugar cookie mix, a gingerbread replica of her childhood log home, festive aprons, and linens that are inspired by her coat of many colors. Ching, 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 ching. I know. I'm already thinking. Oh, I'm hitting Dolly, up William man. Sonoma for some of this. I think Dolly's going to be on the show in the next couple weeks too. That's awesome. I'm almost positive. All right, what else, Amy? And Bobby, I thought you would just like this story. A 14-year-old boy in Texas has graduated from college with his associate's degree. Pretty cool. And it runs in his family because his older sister, who's 16 years old, uh, she also went to college super early and is now the youngest student ever to be in law school at 16. So I don't know what their parents did, but they clearly <laughs> probably go to math and science. They know what STEM means. They, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know what STEM means. I mean, the 14-year-old that just got his associate's degree is now trying to decide if he's going to go get his master's or medical school doesn't quite know, but he is the CEO of his own gaming company. So that's why he thinks he might go the business route. That's pretty cool. I, I admire <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, there you go. I'm Amy. That's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this four-year-old boy, Owen, his grandpa, Opa, caught COVID virus. So he was in intensive care for 100 days. Wow. So he said, at four years old, he told his parents, I'm going to pray every day for Opa to recover and get released. And guess what? He got released, and his wife and him are celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary, and they're able to do it together. So shout out to Owen for not giving up on his grandpa. Yeah, and shout out to those healthcare workers, too. Exactly. For not giving up on his grandpa. Yes, That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, guys? Let's go over and take a few calls before we get to the morning corny. Let's go over to Taylor in North Carolina. Taylor, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Hey there. Just wanted to give you a shout out. Uh, we're here in North Carolina and me and my coworker listen to you every morning. And just wanted to let you know that you right in the morning, make everything, you know, start off on the right foot. And uh, the morning corning is a big hit in our office because our boss actually has a grandson who lives in Florida and he uses the cornies and 
tells little jokes to his grandson on FaceTime when he talks to him. That's cool. You know, a lot of parents or even school teachers say, hey, we appreciate the morning corny. Not for us, but because (laughs) we use it in some sort of communication. That's awesome. Where do you live, Taylor, in North Carolina? Uh, We're in Greenville, North Carolina. Oh, well, we appreciate you listening and thank you for calling and hope you have a good day at work. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Y'all too. All right. See you later. Let's go over to Cherokee in Oklahoma. Hey, Cherokee, just by the sound of things, are you Native American? Uh, yes. Nice. Yeah. What, if you, what if they weren't? Like, nah. <laughs> that's the... That's my the, grandma's full-blood Cherokee. Yeah, so that's yeah. the awesome. coolest Native American name I've ever heard in my life. That's awesome. All right, so what would you like to say, Cherokee? Well, I got married on Wednesday, the 23rd, last week, and I just wanted to say it was an absolute dream come true. So I hope Raymundo has just as much fun at his wedding that I had at mine. And, Bobby, if you ever decide to marry Caitlin, an Oklahoma girl like myself, I hope you guys have the best day ever also. The wedding thing Aww. is a weird thing now because of COVID. You know, would you plan one right now for early next year? Because it's not going to be over, you know? But I'm glad Ray's having his. I, I think it's a great idea that you guys continued on still October 24th. Wow, dude. Today's the 30th. Yeah. We just got lucky on the venue at being in the countryside, so we were able to call the shots. I mean, if you're doing a downtown church, most of them are saying, nah. Uh, some listener had messaged me saying, who gets engaged first? Mike D., who's been with his girlfriend for how long? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Wow. Or me, and Kayla and I have been together almost 11 months now. Who do you think gets engaged first? Mm. Man, that's tough. a tough one. I mean, I, I would have said Mike D., like, originally... But the way things have progressed with you and Caitlin and you saying the the magic words. What, that I love her? Yeah, yes. Love. that That's a big step. And I feel like, man, you're you're getting older and you're like, man, this is the one you know. <laughs> and you've always said when you know that it's going to be a quick one. So I'm going to change course and I'm going to go Bobby. It's an interesting pick. I feel I'm making no decision based on my age. Oh, okay. I well, would wait forever if, I had to, if it wasn't for the right person. So my age has no factor in this. Um, but you pick me. Amy? I feel like I don't. I Mike D, let me gauge. Where are you in your relationship? <laughs> I mean, I hear how Bobby is, and I, I would That's say true. Bobby, but Mike D, you might be... I don't know. Where are you with it? I mean, it's definitely something we've talked Do about. you say I love you? Yeah. Okay. Like, free, just casual, like, love no, you? No, like, like full a, on. You full on love <laughs> yeah. You plan on marrying her? Yeah. Y'all talk about kids? Talk about kids. Okay. I don't know. Could be happening. I should have done that. That's good research. Okay. Uh, I go Bobby. She still go me. Okay. Eddie? Man, this is a tough one. Uh, I I feel like, yeah, the the thing that's stopping me about Bobby is like, you know, I'm not worried about the age, you know, because you've said that openly. You said it again today. Uh, You're not pressured by age, and that's huge. I feel like uh, you're so calculated in these kinds of things. You made up your mind. So, dude, I think you're the one to get married first. Before Mike D. Yes. Engaged. Yes, engaged. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, Cherokee, congratulations on your wedding. I hope it was amazing. Thank you. I think that's that's great. You had yours. And is your husband a pretty cool guy? Yes, he's pretty chill. Um, we've known each other since I was six, so this has been a long time coming. Wow. It definitely it was long- awesome. We had a four-hour do what? Well, y'all have known each other since six, but how long have you been dating? Well, <laughs> he's been trying to date me since high school, and I said no, but we started officially dating in 2018. Oh, okay. He so, like, the whole the getting to know you stage, all that, it was already it was already pretty much over with. We already knew each other. We were best friends, pretty much. So, 
Yeah, but it was it was a dream come true. I felt like Cinderella for that, sure. That's awesome. I can't wait to feel like Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> girl, well, oh, Cherokee, boy. thank you for calling. Congratulations. Hope you have a great thank day. You. Thank you. You guys as well. All Bye. Right. Let's go over to Amy now and get in. Bum, bum, bum. The Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. What nuts seem to constantly have a cold? What nuts seem to constantly have a cold? Cashew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was The Morning Corny. Let's go to John in Colorado Springs. Hey, John, what's going on? Hey, Bobby, good morning. Good morning, studio. Morning. So I just want to touch on the point, Bobby, about you saying that you just speak into a microphone every morning. Sometimes you don't think people are listening. But um, during during the recession, oh, maybe 2008 through 2012, I was chasing work, and I ended up in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I got turned on to a radio show, 90, Hot 96.7, and... Uh, all of a sudden, uh, this morning show disappeared. They they went they went nationwide, and uh, so I moved back to Colorado Springs, my hometown, and I found you guys on a local radio station. And I've been listening to you guys ever since. No, I appreciate so that. So probably you know, long time listener, first time caller, close to like ten years. I just want to let you know, like every morning when I get in my truck and I start it up, I hear your voice. Well, and, and thanks, I appreciate man. what what you guys have to say every morning. Very nice of you to say. Amy, what would you like to say to John here? I mean, thank you so much for listening. That's exactly what you should say, because that's yeah. what I feel, too. <laughs> we really do. I mean, it does mean a lot to us just to hear that from people, because I go home sometimes. I know, Bobby, you feel the same way. I'm sure other people I go home, and I'm like, what are we even doing? Who like, are who we even talking to? to? Yeah, like, and then like, who even wants to hear us talk? Even matter. That's how I feel. I go home, and I'm like, what? why would someone even listen to us or me? Yeah. Mostly it's about me. What is my job's yeah. purpose? Why? What is the point? So, John, we appreciate that call. So, thank you for sharing that. You don't know how, how yeah. good that makes us feel. Okay. Well, you guys make me feel good every day. All right. Pre- appreciate Shout that, John. Y'all. Super nice. Have a good Thanks. day, man. Absolutely. Hey, y'all too. Thank right, bye-bye. You. By the way, Amy, I was going to ask you yesterday, how did your daughter's first soccer game go? It went really good. Did they win? Yeah. They won five to nothing, which five points or goals, goals. in soccer is a lot. Yeah. So how'd she do? She did great. She she went in twice, which I didn't know what to expect when it came to her going in because some of the girls on the team are really good. And she's this is her first go round. Last summer, we did a little YMCA soccer thing, but it wasn't she was 12 and playing with six year olds. It just wasn't. It was just more. Dang, that'd have been awesome. She didn't have the opportunity to really thrive amongst her peers and learn the skills she needed. So, and one of the most heartwarming things for me was seeing her on the bench huddled with her other classmates, watching her team cheering. And then when she did go in, it was awesome. And there was one time where the ball, she got to block the ball with her leg. That was her interaction with the ball, but I got it on tape and I was so proud. (laughs) I was filming the entire time. And when she got called back in or go called back out to go to the bench her coach came over and gave her daps I that makes me emotional like to see her now 13 she had her my son they haven't even been here three years yet but this has been their first real like awesome school experience with friends and stuff and now sports added into the mix I just was so 
just, it made me so happy because it's her, she's getting her teenage life that she wants. She wants to play soccer. She wants this. And I know that that coach, I think back of coaches and like even the coaches you had in your life and what an impact they were for you. So that simple daps, I saw this whole thing of she's getting to start her own little teenage life. And then afterwards, she wanted to stay for the boys game. Uh oh. Originally, I said <laughs> no, but then I thought, why am I saying no? Like, so what if we're 15 minutes late for bedtime? Yes, we're staying. So we stayed the oh, whole wow. time. I know, soccer mom. Does she have a boy that she wants to watch? No, it's just a bunch of the other girls were staying because some of the kids have brothers that play on that mm. team. And then there was other little kids there. Lunchbox plays on the team. <laughs> could play with. Yeah, it was. R- I'm I'm here for it. We have another game this later this week. I'm pumped. Researchers from Harvard Medical School went through data from 11 million people, and they found no relationship between rainfall and joint or back pain. Uh-uh. <laughs> Quote: No matter how we looked at the data, we didn't see any correlation whatsoever between rainfall and physician visits and other factors. Even on week for rainfall the entire week, they calculated joint and back pain complaints and they measured it against weeks where there was no rain and there was absolutely no way to think that that was happening because of the weather there. So people that say their bones hurt before a storm are basically making it up according to oh, science. That's my mom right What's there. What's happening? I'm not making it up. Oh, you do it? You feel it? Yes. I knee. feel when the air pressure changes... Maybe in, that's in my it. broken bones. In literal bones I've broken. Well, then that's it. It's the air pressure before the storm, dude. But I don't feel it. It's my back or joints. Oh. Like, it's finger, ribs, uh, shoulder, like things that I've injured. Those I do feel when the air pressure changes. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. This teacher in France says his tattoos cost him his kindergarten job. And I thought, let me see this couple of tattoos on his arm. No, no, his whole body, face, head, everything. Oh, is, he's one big tattoo. Mm. Oh. I mean, that could be a distraction maybe to the kids. Or? A school teacher whose body, face, and tongue are covered in tattoos and who had the whites of his eyes surgically turned black okay. oh, said cool. he was prevented oh. from teaching at a kindergarten class after a parent complained that he scared their child. Uh, Supposedly, he's a pretty good teacher, though. Okay, well, maybe do you... Sit your kids down and say there's nothing to be scared of. And well, no, they fired him. Different? Yeah, oh. no, they fired him, so. Okay. Here's a clip. This is him talking. Here you go. All of my pupils, all of my students and their parents were always cool with me because basically they knew me. Uh, as soon as you talk to me, you can you, you, you realize that I'm a proper teacher, that I'm a, a regular guy. Sounds like a nice enough guy. Sure. Yeah. I guess if there weren't rules written in the book, Beforehand, I would probably have to go at them in yeah. a different way. If there are rules going, you can't have anything on you distracting. But then what does that even mean? Does that mean no long hair? Does it mean no earrings? Yeah. What does that mean? Anyway, I felt bad for him. But then when I saw the picture, I was like, I get it. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. Uh, coming up, Raymundo will do his deal where he, he sent five country stars a DM on Instagram. We'll see if any of them message him back. And we will uh, claim... Who is Mr. or Mrs. Country for today? Country music. Awesome. Can't wait. All right. Coming up in a second, we'll check in on Eddie's foster kids. Also, we'll check in on Raymundo. Raymundo sent a note to five different country stars last night, and we're seeing who responds to their DMs. So we have that coming up. Anything else, Amy? This is my fun new game. Yeah, it was fun yesterday. I want to keep it going. I think eventually we'd have to get, because he went through the top songs. Mm -hmm. 
So eventually we'll have to figure out a different way because he, if he gets in a, you know. Well, he did the top 10 artist yesterday and Matt Stell, who had that song, Every Day I Prayed For You, yeah. uh, was the first one. Today, do you want to read who your five are now? Yeah, I got you right here. Okay, who are the five that you sent a message to? Parker McCollum. Okay. Chase Rice. Okay. John Party. Chris Lane. And Kenny Chesney. Oh, these are good. Yeah! Those are wow. 11 through 15 on I, the chart. I think four of those for sure have a good chance of replying. Hmm. You don't think Kenny Chesney, does? Chesney, no. He's on the island. Definitely no service. Yeah. All right. We'll find out. We do have a response <laughs> or responses for sure? Correct. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Uh, Watch it be Chesney. <laughs> Eddie, how are the kids? Man, you know, they're good. But something funny happened the other day. We were driving, I guess, leaving your house. And uh, I was with my foster son. And he goes, hey, uh, is Bobby on the TV? And I said, yeah, yeah. Bobby does a TV show, whatever, because we were talking about you shooting your Nat Geo show. And he says, this is crazy. He's like, Bobby's on the radio. Bobby's on TV. He's your friend. I'm like, yeah, Bobby's a musician with me. We tour and all that. He has books and all that. And, and, and I started thinking like, okay, he knows him as the radio guy, but he freaks out when he's the TV guy. So I started thinking like, what is Bob? Like, what do you think you are? And what do you want to be known as? Like, cause you got all these avenues that you do. You know what I mean? So, like, what do you want to be known as when all this is over? Like, Bobby the radio dude or mm. Bobby the TV guy, the president of the United States? What? Oh, good, good. Um, I think that now we're all just cre- content's being created, right? We're just creating content in different ways. I want to be known as somebody who came from very little and was able to make it out and tell others how they can do it, too. However that is, that's the goal for me. Ah. If it's radio, I feel like I'm a radio guy first. I started doing it when I was 17. If it's radio, if it's TV, if it's whatever other avenue, I'm not that good at anything, but I've learned how to be pretty good at a lot of things just by putting in the work and the time. And yeah, I don't come from much, but you don't have to come from much to be a lot. And I think if I were to be able to pick like what people remember me for, it's that I was able to not have resources, but create them for myself and teach people how to create resources for themselves too. Interesting. I don't know how I'm going to explain that to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, just, okay. Just tell him radio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that makes sense, though. So it's not so much the outlet. No. Not so much the avenue you're taking, but the message that you have. Yeah. Interesting. Because I feel cool. like that's consistent with everything that I do. Meaning, I'm not that talented at anything, but I do show up and put in work. I'm the yeah. first one there, last one to leave. I'm putting in extra hours. I'm learning. I'm reading about it. And it doesn't take, you know, to be successful, the, the two things that you have to do are free, and that's show up on time and have a, a great attitude, work ethic. Yeah. That's it. So and that doesn't cost anything to show up on time and have a good attitude and work ethic. So I think that's what I would want. What would you want to be known for, Amy? I have similar stuff. The on-time thing, you you definitely drilled into me for sure. Um, but We're I pretty good now being on time as a we show. We are. Yeah. We are. I mean, similar stuff, but also... Just that being that we do have an outlet where we're talking to a bunch of people, I just want to be known for helping people not feel alone. And that's being a part of all of us sharing our stories and whatever season that we're in. I just feel like like we did our job being their friend as 
they're driving wherever or running or however they're listening to us, wherever they're consuming it, that they can laugh with us, cry with us, relate to us, maybe not, maybe sometimes not really feel us or like us that much in the moment, but that's any relationship. I think that's a great point. And something I try to stress a bit too is that you shouldn't always like us. Yeah. You don't always like your friends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get really irritated at them, but because you love them, you still like them. Like there are times I want to punch Eddie in the face. Sure. But he's my- But you don't. He's my best friend. And <laughs> even when I don't like him, I still love him. Yeah. Same here, man. You know? Yeah. And I hope our listeners are like that with us. So when I'm complaining that Peloton didn't hasn't fixed my treadmill, they brought a broken one and left it in my house and it's been sitting there for a month, you're probably like, shut up, big baby. I don't relate to you right there. But hopefully you'll be back tomorrow yeah. <laughs> when I have another story All to complain good. about. Yeah. Lunchbox, what about you? I would like to be known Here we as... Go. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Prom King, I think everybody kind of knows me as that now, and then also lottery winner, because one day when I hit the lottery big, I want everybody to remember that. Like, man, that dude hit the lottery. His dream did come true. Eddie, what about you? I, I don't know, man. I've had a lot of things in my life, but I think currently, I think it's just the dad. I want to be a good dad, like, bottom line, because I know if I'm a good dad and I can be a good dad to my kids, then they will carry that on into their their kids, and that will live forever. Anything I do... I feel like we'll just die eventually, but with them, the generations will keep on going, and it all started because of me. That's my it? goal. And that's a conversation that Eddie and I have, ha- have had away from radio, too, where he yeah. said the same thing. He's like, man, I just want to be a good dad. That's it. Because what they do is reflected on me, and what I do is reflected on them. So, what's your question? Oh, I don't know. I guess I was answering it. I didn't know if we were answering, like, from a professional Oh, it didn't matter. We, I we mean, that this? was, yes, the question. That's what I was okay, asking you, Okay, because then too. suddenly I felt bad that I didn't say no. good mom. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. Dang it. No. Uh, okay, well, thank you all. Everybody good? Yeah. yeah Everybody good. need a Thanks. hug? Please. Yeah, fine right now. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A couple of months ago, Eagle is an eight-year-old boy in California, and he wanted to start something for his community, so he started the free little food table. It was open every Sunday. People could come get food. It was like a food pantry. And he goes, Mom, it's been two months. We need to expand. We need to get bigger. So now he's open seven days a week, and he uses his money that he gets from recycling cans to stock the food pantry. Wow. There you go. Dang, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This is a voicemail from Tyler in California. Hi, I was just wondering if I could uh, give a shout out to my family back in Virginia. I'm military currently stationed in California and I can't be with them right now, especially during the pandemic. So I was just wondering if I could give a little shout out to my family. Thank you guys. Yeah, I wish you would have said their name. Shout out to Tyler's Tyler's family. family. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here's another voicemail. Allie from Springfield, Missouri. I was just curious if any other listeners get really butthurt when they hear the... At the end of the show. I hate that sound because that means that you guys are done. Well, anyway, I hate that sound, but I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Bye. <laughs> so oh, this is Mr. Rogers' mm-hmm. theme song as done by the guitar player, I think, Joe Bonabrudu. Oh, Bonasama. Yeah, thanks for summing up. <laughs> so we played every day as the last segment just to kind of say what we're going to do that day. But I don't like it playing now because I feel like it's time to go home. Yeah, wow. I didn't realize and that. And I wouldn't mind going home right now because... <laughs> I'm still only at about 75% from this illness. Uh, thank you, Allie. Oh, his, uh, Joe, what's his name? N-E-G-R-I? Joe Bonner. No, it's a different guy. Oh, it is? Yeah, Joe Negri. Oh, we're way off. Yeah, yeah. We knew it was Joe. Uh, Nina in Texas. You're on the Bobby Bone Show. How are you? Hey, I'm 
I'm good. I just wanted to call to thank all of y'all. I drive four hours a day, two hours there and two hours back. And in the mornings, I listen to the radio show. On the way home, I listen to the podcast. Um, I commute to work, so I just want to thank y'all for everything. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you for listening. We Hopefully, we can be your companions as you drive to work or as you're on a jog in the afternoon, you know, live as you're going to work or later on in the podcast with whatever you're doing. So thank you very much for that call, Nina. 20 minutes. So I just want to thank y'all. Well, thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for sharing. Bye. Bye. All right, let's see what the big story is today. Bobby's Big Story. Nine members of the Tennessee Titans NFL team have tested positive for COVID-19. That's three players, at least one coach, five other employees. This is the latest to come out. It's possible that it spread to the Minnesota Vikings, who the Titans played on Sunday. This could impact both teams this coming weekend. It would be the first NFL delay in a game. Right now, they're playing, but they go, it could be delayed to a Monday or Tuesday. So sports would just start to feel normal again, right? And honestly, I never thought it would happen. I'm like, we're into it. No fans. We're fine. Uh, But now the Tennessee Titans have tested positive again. The Titans have closed their practice facility until at least Saturday. They've been practicing in my backyard. Yeah, I was like, so <laughs> well, how do they just, practice? I just let them. <laughs> Good, come, they need it. Come on over. Wait, so are there, is there key players that have it or? So the linebackers coach Shane Bowen was the first to test positive for the Titans. This was before the team's trip to Minnesota. He was held back. Everyone else was tested. All the results came back negative. Mm. So mm. they all go through all negative. But as we know, you can have it be negative one day and the next day be positive and Correct. nothing has happened except time t- yeah and development so the game went on but on monday eight others in the organization tested positive their names have not all been released so there you have it it could be moved to monday more people could have it or you could just have the game on sunday with only a few missing but it's the first covid related nfl story we've had really yeah and no big players are out what? No. The, what about the people in the bubble? NBA still no None. positives? And only okay. two teams are left. Oh, wow. The Lakers and the Heat, because it's the NBA Finals now. Final four? Final two. The finals, yeah, two teams. Championship. Mm-hmm. Do you know where the Heat are from? Miami. That's right. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Duh. <laughs> Duh. 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 <laughs> All right, there's your big story. Thank you. Bobby's Big Story. I think a lot of folks listen to the show. If you're pretty new, you'd be surprised to know that Amy is fascinated with gangs and drugs and gangs and cartels. She can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are to that what I am to smoothies. Like, I love smoothies. Can't get enough smoothies. You love drug cartels. Yeah. If there's a new documentary, I'm on it. So here's the story. This kid, Nicholas, who's one of the nephews of Pablo Escobar, was inside of one of the apartments that Pablo owned, found in the walls, $18 million in cash. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Whoa. That's where they, they have to hide. That's It's in walls everywhere. And the ground everywhere, too. Yeah. Like just. And the ceilings everywhere. If you're this kid, <laughs> or if you're anyone and you find this, I'm probably just going to be quiet about it, right? Because you know no one's coming to look for it. It's not like if you find money somewhere from a current drug deal. This is Pablo Escobar. He's dead. Yeah, he died a long time ago, too. Like, I'm probably not going to say anything and just have a little extra money slowly mixed into my account. (laughs) Yeah, so why did he put it out just to turn it in? During his residency at his uncle's former place, strange things started happening. He says he got bizarre visions, which led him to look inside the walls of the apartment. 
Quote, every time I sat in the dining room and looked towards the parked car, I saw a man entering the place and disappearing. Sure enough, inside the apartment's walls, he found a number of items that belonged to his uncle, most notably a hidden stash full of cash, $18 million. In addition, he discovered a typewriter, a gold pen, satellite phones, several deteriorated banknotes, an undeveloped roll of film, and it's all on the Colombian TV station Red Notice. It. I don't know. Noticias. Wow. Thank you. Yes. So, oh. <laughs> That means news. I don't know if you guys realize I'm extremely Caucasian. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. I mean, he probably just didn't want that money on his hands. Like that money is, I mean, that's blood money. It's bad money. Or did he find 20 mil and keep two? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe. Okay, coming up in the next segment, Raymundo sent a direct message to five country stars at number 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 on the charts. He says one of them responded on Instagram. Maybe more did, but we'll, we'll name Mr. or Mrs. Country Music September 30th. <laughs> Next. Love it. So as you can tell by my voice, I'm not 100%. Yesterday I was feeling pretty awful too, and I was nervous. Like, how in the world did I get COVID? So I call and I tell work because I have some work stuff today. I, I need to test. I don't know how we're going to get it this fast. They send someone to my house yesterday. They stick the thing up my nose. I don't have it, obviously. Ray's hitting the drum roll. I wouldn't be here in the room if I had it. But I, I got a little nervous, and they they hit me twice on both sides of the nostrils. And they're like, we'll call you in an hour and let you know. So one hour, two hours, three hours goes by. I've convinced myself I've got COVID again. Mm. I finally got the note last night that I was negative, but I still have a nasty cold, which is so irritating. I feel like I wash my hands. I wear a mask. I don't get around people that are also around people. Even our basketball group. You kind of pretty much got to be locked in your own space. But just battling this cold. I just I was feeling guilty yesterday. I was like, I gave everybody COVID. <laughs> I was having to make all the... In my mind, I was making all the calls to everyone that had come oh, over I to the house. Oh, I was wondering mm-hmm. where my call was. Well, you didn't come over to the house. I was going to have to call Lunchbox. I was going to have to call... Oh. You didn't come play basketball? I know I didn't come play basketball, but I've sat very close yeah, to it's you. It's work. That's this is mm, that was that was yeah, yeah, I was pretty close to you. Well, I'm okay. Thanks. I don't have COVID. Good. Then. We're all good. Um, there is something called COVID toe, and I wonder if Eddie had this. Uh-oh. What? It's, tell me. When you had COVID, did you have a painful red rash that spread across your toes? No. The symptom sees one toe turn red, swell up, and blister. Whoa, no, definitely did not have that. Are you fully recovered? Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, guys, I, I'm still not smelling 100%. So I'm just going to go ahead and just take that as like this is a permanent uh, side effect of COVID. I don't think I'm going to smell the way I used to smell. There's a TikTok challenge right now where people who have COVID and have lost their taste buds or eating the most disgusting foods going, look at me. Oh, <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah? oh, okay. <laughs> if you lost your smell, at least part of it, I wonder if that would affect your hygiene because you wouldn't be able to smell your funk. Ah, uh, good point. As funkily if you didn't have your smell. Yeah, you just walk around thinking you smell normal when maybe you smell really bad. You would yeah. be Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> who we've been able to spend some time around. Uh-huh. Who doesn't smell that you good. Proudly walked around, didn't smell very well. Nice guy, but just did not smell good. And I bet you nobody told him. <laughs> it's like the emperor had no clothes, but the emperor has no smell. Mm. Uh, let's go to Raymundo now. Raymundo has DM'd five country artists today. Raymundo, do you want to go down the list here? Absolutely. All right. You did the chart, right? 
Yeah, so the top country songs in the country. This so, is 11 to 15. Okay, at number 11 on the chart is... Parker McCollum. You know, he had COVID. Did he? He had to cancel shows, yeah. He goes up, got COVID, couldn't smell this morning, couldn't taste food. Okay, that's one. Go ahead. Chase Rice. Doesn't matter if it's last call from a late night sidewalk, little tubers, a little too drunk. Okay. And we got John Party. It ain't always a cowboy. Jam that song is. I love that song. I mean, the other two are fine, but that song right there, <laughs> that's a jam. All right, next one. Chris Lane. She don't know I got some big, big plans. And? And then finally, Kenny Chesney. He's the poster child for happy is. As happy does. Grab a six-string. All right, Amy. Which one of those responded to Ray's DM? Was it pretty quick? It happened within five minutes. Is it, there's just one reply? Well, we just had the first one back. Did more people reply later? Uh, it was just one. Okay. Oh, just one. Wow. Oh. oh, okay. Amy, who do you think replied? First one back. I'm going to go Parker McCollum. Okay. I'm going to go Chris Lane. I feel like Chris Lane's a really nice guy. And I also feel like there's a bit of history there with Ray being in love with him, right? We worked a charity event two years ago. And then you like nonstop hound him about being your friend? No, I had inside info about him and uh, Lauren Bushnell about the engagement. Okay. And didn't you hound him about being your friend? Maybe that as well. Okay. Showing at the condo. (laughs) Eddie? Okay, so I'm with you. I first thought Parker McCollum, but... He's too new. He doesn't even know Ray. Chase Rice wouldn't do it. Uh, Party's never on social media. Chesney's on the island. So I'm going Chris Lane, too. Yeah, John's not on Instagram story looking at messages. (laughs) Chesney is probably in the water and didn't have his phone. Uh Lunchbox? Well, I wanted to go Chris Lane at first, but then I remembered, like you said, I think Ray creeped him out a long time ago, so Chris Lane stays away from Ray. That's why I chose Parker. Okay. Uh, who is the, the the person, Raymundo? Somebody did get it right. It is Chris Lane. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What'd you text him? What'd you, what'd you DM him? Yeah, I went with the uh, the go-to. It was, hey, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> so weird. And what'd he say? Uh, hey. Which just means like, what's up, dog? <laughs> Hey, and I also got a message, though, from 48 hours ago, the person from September 29th. So they were the part of the 10, but they were 48 hours late. Who hit you up over there? It ended up being Hardy. Okay. (sighs) He's just a little late. That's cool, though. Probably sleep. And he also sent a message, too. It was like a little video message. Do you have the audio? I do. Okay, here you go. Dude, I just listened to the show this morning. Um, Come on, man. Kane Brown, dude. I'm way nicer than Kane Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. funny. Yeah. Oh, Chris Lane's on the phone. Here we go. Uh, here is Mr. Country Music for September 30th. Clap your hands for Chris Lane. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Hey, Chris, did I see you uh, in a playing softball? Was that you playing like rec softball with a bunch of guys? Yeah, so we have uh, somewhat of an artist team that plays in a softball league, man. It's so much fun. They're called the Recoupables, which, in case you don't know, it's the money you got to pay back to your label before. Oh. Because they give you money to make music, but they don't really give it to you. You got to pay it back. But also, because Chris was a big baseball, like a really good baseball player. Chris, what level did you kind of tap out in playing baseball? 
Uh, it was in college, man. So uh, I thought I was going to move on after that. Now, my twin brother, uh, Corey, he had the opportunity to move on when I think he got drafted by the Cincinnati Reds, but decided not to go play. And uh, for those who don't know, he's my identical twin brother and plays uh, drums in my band. <laughs> also on the team is Jordan Davis, who's a baseball player. How good is Jordan Davis? Yeah, Jordan's great, man. He plays uh, third base, which is a position in softball most people do not want to play because uh, a lot of the times the balls get hit uh, really hard to third base. <laughs> now, I love Morgan Wallen, my, one of my favorite, maybe my favorite artists now, except for Chris Lane, Mr. Country Music for <laughs> September 30th. <laughs> but, but I'm looking at the picture. It looks like he's in jeans and a T-shirt okay. on the softball field. Okay. Is, is Morgan a ball player? Uh, yeah, man. He's super athletic. Um, I remember years ago when we were touring together, we'd always go play uh, basketball somewhere during the day or golf or something like that, man. And he's kind of – he can pick up on any sport and uh, be good at it. And he's the same in, uh, in softball as well. I think he grew up playing baseball, but he plays shortstop. And uh, he's made all the plays that's come to him and wow. uh, gets tons of hits. So, yeah, he's, he's really good. All right. Well, how's life going for you? What's what's been going on? Man, life's good. Just uh, been hanging here in Nashville, just riding and uh, trying to make a baby, man. Oh, is that the goal? <laughs> I mean, are you looking to have a kid in twenty twenty one? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's we're, we're planning for that, and at least trying for that. Whether it happens or not, we don't know. We'll leave it up to the good Lord. But um, yeah, we're at least aiming for that. I know. And how's Lauren? How's your wife? She's good, man. Um, she's just been hanging in there. We're about to go out to uh, Portland, Oregon next week and see her family. We haven't seen them in a while. Um, so we're going to make a little trip out there to hang. And, yeah, other than that, man, she, she's got a garden here at the house that she stays in and loves. And that's been keeping her busy. And we adopted a second dog, so that's also been keeping us super busy as well. But, yeah, everything's great. Well, How about Chris, y'all? Everything good? Yeah, I mean, everything's good. I feel like work it, we're working. We're staying healthy. We're trying not to touch a bunch of people's hands or get spit on so we don't get COVID. <laughs> but just uh, just doing it, man. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate you being a nice guy. Uh, my final question, are you – let's be honest. How creeped out are you about Raymundo 1 through 10, 10 being the most creeped out? <laughs> I mean, 10 for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. Uh, yeah, when Ray sent that DM – I didn't know what he meant because I looked back at, at our DMs before that because he said, hey, are you are you there? And I'm like, well, did he message me before that? Because he didn't. And I was just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Chris looked back and it was all eggplants. And he's like, uh, what? <laughs> all right, there he is. Chris Lane, everybody. Mr. Yeah. Country Music, September 30th. All right, we're going to play Big Big Plans right now from Chris Lang. Chris, good to talk to you, my friend. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. Awesome, man. Thank you all so much. All right, there he is. That's funny. Tomorrow at this time, the segment that we have waited months for, that Amy brought up one day and was like, I can't talk about this yet because I'm too close to it. Here's the movie trailer for the segment that's happening tomorrow. October 1st. On the Bobby Bones Show. All the things you love in a story. Finangling. A vote and paint. All will be revealed. Coming to a radio near you. Only on the Bobby Bones Show.
By the way, October first. Oh every time <laughs> you can do it every time. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't. I have no idea what that's about. Paint hey, or can, finagling. But can I remind people that I never brought this story to you? What Caitlin, do you mean? Caitlin was at my house, heard the story, went home. Told it to you. We came back to work. I don't know. A few days later. Was she not supposed to tell me? I no. It's not. But I never brought it to you. Like it's not anything that I ever thought would be anything worth sharing. But she told you. Then somehow it came up on the show a few days later to where I brought up something about my move and my new house. And then you were like, "Oh my gosh, do y'all want to hear what happened to Amy?" And I was like, "No, I don't want to share that." And then it turned into this. I'm all primed for tomorrow, baby. Yeah. It's good. Wait. Yeah. <sighs> Finagling. Yes. Paint. I did. I did have Votes. to finagle. And there's some voting that goes on. Yeah, there was a vote. Yeah. And it does involve paint. All of this is true. Tomorrow, baby. But, okay. You know, today's National Podcast Day. Do you know that? Oh. Cool. Well. Let me recommend. There's a new episode of Kaylee Shore's podcast. It's called Too Much to Say with Kaylee Shore. And it has been doing fantastic. She has an album called Open Book, and in celebration of that one-year anniversary, she was talking about you know some of the songs on the album. And I want to play this. Here's her talking about performing her song, The World Keeps Spinning at the Opry, which is about her sister passing away due to an overdose. I wrote it about my sister passing away with my producer, Skip Black, and he had also um, lost his niece, who's my age. And him and I played this song, and he brought up a picture of his um, his niece, Megan, and set it on the speaker. And they zoomed in on her while we were playing the song. And it was just like, it was really, really special. It's just such an honest podcast. If you're looking for something new to check out, it's just great. It's called Too Much to Say with Kaylee Shore. As you can tell, she doesn't hold anything back. So check that out today. Pretty powerful stuff, yeah. huh? No, uh, I, I thought we were about, I was like, wait, well, I want to hear the rest. So now I'm going to have to go listen. Good job. That's it. National Podcast Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can call us 877-77-BOBBY. <laughs> I had to apologize to Kaylin this morning. What happened? Well, I didn't, I felt like I needed to. For the past three or four days, I've been pretty ill. And so I've only been eating suckers and cough drops and things to make my throat feel better. And I put on about four pounds. So you apologize? I was like, hey, I'd like to apologize that I'm gross. I promise I'm not going to be like this. I'm going to work this off. And she's (laughs) like, stop it. Why do you roll your eyes? Because. But I needed, I felt like I needed to. It's my job as her partner to keep her attracted to me. And I got to be honest, I'm not that attractive at my best. So if I'm not there... I need to let her know I realize and I'm going to work on it. Okay. Okay. I I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say to that. You gaining four pounds and then having to apologize. I I felt like I needed to because she reacted like you did. And what did she say? She was like, stop being dumb. Yeah. And so she says, I'm going to love you no matter what, even if you gain 20 pounds. And I believe that, but I owe it to my partner. 20 pounds? That's a lot. Well, so let me ask you this. <laughs> mm-hmm. If she were to gain four pounds, do you think she would need to come to you and say, I'm sorry? No. Okay. But, yeah. So. But she is in a much better place. Like She's super fit, super, just great. Me, I'm already working from a deficit physically. Okay. On the scale of numbers, she's a 10. I'm like a five. Yeah. We're okay. not disagreeing with that. Buddy. I know. I know you don't need to. <laughs> That's all. But no, she, but she does things like she puts 
I told you puts a note on the scale because I weigh myself a couple times a day. And she, and I'll, I'll get on there and I'll look down. And instead of me being able to see my number, she's put a note like, stop weighing yourself. Your body's great. It's awesome. Yeah, see? She's encouraging mm-hmm. you. She's just a good person. But nobody wants their partner to be blah. You're not blah. Mm, I don't know about that. And blah's relative. You just rolled your eyes at me? Yes, I did. One of the most accurate predictors of divorce, rolling your eyes when your spouse is speaking. Oh, oh no. Well, you cannot be married to me. <laughs> is that what you do a lot? I'm not an eye roller really anyway, even in situations when I'm upset. You, yeah, you don't roll your eyes ever. I roll my eyes a lot, so I don't know. I'd have to ask my husband if I do that to him. I don't know that I do. Well, you just did it to me not three mm-hmm. minutes ago. I know, but I don't know that I do it to him. Does Caitlin do it? No. Are you sure? I don't think. No, she's not an eye roller. Behind your back. Maybe. Yeah, Probably but no, she's not I eye gained four pounds <laughs> eye roll. Uh, Kim in Kansas, you are on the show. What's going on, Kim? Good morning. Good morning. I just want, yeah, I just want to say that how refreshing it is to listen to the radio and not hear any politics. I'm glad you brought that <laughs> up. So the debate that. last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Let's oh, talk about oh, that. Boy. Oh, my oh, gosh. gosh. <laughs> Kim, where do you live in Kansas? I live in Gypsum, Kansas, which is near Salina. Hey, I love Salina. Yeah. Real been small town. The, yeah, been there a bunch. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate that call. Thank you okay. very much, and thanks for taking time out of your morning. All right. Thank you. All right. See you later. Here is Christy in Massachusetts. Christy, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. <laughs> um, I went to the Kane Brown drive-in concert this past weekend, and I have tickets that I won to your show in March, and I was wondering if there's any possibility that you guys might do a, a drive-in concert. Well, uh, you're talking about last March because we you had to cancel. Yeah, we had to yeah. cancel when COVID hit. Everything got canceled, and Eddie and I were doing a show in Boston. Um, I don't think what we do, which is music comedy, translates that well to a drive-in. Nor do I think anyone will buy tickets to it. Yeah, um, but they they would. I think they're. I, I think there's a lot of people that were excited to see all that because the coronavirus didn't get to. So that might be a, an sure. opportunity to test it out. We did put out a new record right before COVID. Yeah. No, during COVID. During April. COVID, we didn't get to tour it. Live well, from Little Rock. Oh, yeah. Well, we toured it leading up to it. <laughs> right. Because yeah. in comedy, you want, you have to put it out at the end of your tour. Right. Because you were taping all the shows. Yeah, we, record, well, the we recorded the Little Rock one yeah. and then put it out. So if you check out The Raging Idiots... We have a, a record out called Live from Little Rock, which we put out during COVID, which feels like it doesn't even exist. So, but yeah, I don't think we're going to do a drive-in. I don't think anybody cares, <laughs> honestly. They'll be fine without us. Uh, thank you, Christy, for that call. Thank you for listening. Let's go over and talk to Ashley in Austin. Ashley, you're on the show. Hi. Hey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, um, Ashley, um, I am born and raised in Austin, Texas. I'm a student at UT. Um, I just wanted to call and say that I've literally been listening to y'all um, since before I can remember. I remember, you know, like driving to my mom taking me to elementary school, and I would just like love to listen to to Case One Hundred and One and to Bobby Bones, and and so I just wanted to say, like, you know, I'm I'm 20 years old now, and I'm still listening. And I'm still a huge fan, and thank y'all for making my drive to work every day so amusing and so great. Well, thank I you very much. Listening to y'all. Yeah, that's very kind. Usually, I'm tired of me after about eight minutes. She's been able to hang in there, sounds like, eight years. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of get annoyed with myself pretty quick. Yeah. What, what do you still? Oh, no, a long time. Yeah. Elementary school to college. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, thank you for that call. You guys can call us if you want, 877-77-BOBBY.
One final story in this segment. A guy whose fiance claims she lost two engagement rings and broke a third says he suspects she's done it on purpose. Listen, if you're three engagement rings in, don't you feel like there's something going on here? Yeah. 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 Scam. Pawning. And people are urging him to check pawn shops in case he's tried to sell the jewels. Amy, you called that. A guy is taken to Reddit for advice. Lost. Lost. Broken. He's like, what's happened here? So, it's just too much. Once sucks. Twice is extremely unfortunate, but I'm with you. But the third one, okay, where is your problem? Like, what are you trying to, what what habit are you needing to support here? Mm-hmm. Something's ahead. up. I don't know. The broken thing throws me because you would think maybe if she sold the first two, then if it's broken, she probably has all the pieces to the third part. So maybe she's just forgetful and irresponsible and clumsy. I mean... Three rings. Amy, you're pretty clumsy, right? Yeah. How many rings have you broken? None. Yeah. There you go. No further questions. <laughs> uh, one final thing. Kmart releases a $25 vacuum for children, which is funny because it's made for kids, but it works. Awesome. I love it. And Ooh. people say, hey, it's the thing to go get yes. because your kids will clean the house thinking they're playing with a toy. Yeah. It's like your own little Roomba. Eddie's writing something I'm down writing it there. down right now. Kmart has placed a young boy model in the package of the vacuum. Parents are praising the decision, first of all, because it breaks down gender stereotypes. Yeah. Secondly, it gets your kid to think it's an awesome toy. It's their toy, and they can go and vacuum around the house. So check out Kmart if you want to see that. Boom, there you go. Appreciate you guys. Call Again, you want to you hit us up, you can. 877-77-BOBBY. Let's go over to Christopher in Colorado. Christopher, what's happening, man? So I got a question for y'all. I'm having a real hard time with this. Um, next month is my 20-year anniversary in uh, long-term health care as a CNA. Okay. What's a CNA? Uh, certified nurse's assistant. I take care of the elderly in a nursing home. Wow. Good for you. Okay. What else? Um, if you guys wanted to change careers, but you're having a hard time, uh, a hard time doing it, what would you do, positive or negative, to uh, make that choice? Well, the first thing you have to figure out is... When you change careers, can you still pay your mortgage and pay your bills and buy your groceries? Can If you change careers and you're going to make far less, can you still manage? That's question one. Could you? That's that's what I'm having a hard time with. That's actually been my number one uh, question this whole time. I love what I do. The pay I get is sufficient, but I'm getting tired. I, I honestly feel like a piece of tinfoil. Do my job, but very, very thin. <laughs> So, what job do you want to get into? Uh, my brother's a truck driver. Um, he told me that I should try and get my CDL and try it out. I just, I haven't really thought about it. Just uh, the thought about changing careers at this point is is scary, but I don't know what to do to make my current situation better. Well, here's what I can tell you. That in a year, you're going to look back and go, dang, I wish I would have started a year ago. Like right now, here you are mm-hmm. in your career going, I wish I would have started in a new career a year ago or at least started taking the steps to do that because I'd already have it built back to where I'm doing okay now. If you're going to make a career change, if you're not fulfilled, you got to figure out a way to make close to the same amount of money or make sure that you can take things down a few notches that you're spending money on, and you just got to go. You got to tear the Band-Aid off, man, or you're never going to do it. Okay. So. That makes sense. As long as you're not going to you know, go broke, maybe you got to pull out some savings. Maybe you got to work a second job. Not sure. 
but you're just going to regret in a year from now if you don't do it now, and you're going to go, dang, should I still do it? And then you're going to be five years from now, and you've never done it, and you're still in a job you don't like. That makes sense. All right? All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right, Christopher. Good to talk to you, bud. You too, man. Have a good day. I love Harry Styles. I've said it before. I think his music's great. I think the last record he put out, fantastic. I know every song. If he wasn't in One Direction, we'd go, wow, this is a really cool new artist. Kind of rock, a little bit pop. Love him, right? Harry Styles, 26 years old, dated blackish star Tracy Ellis Ross, who's 47. Oh, wow. He went old. She went young. Yeah, Yeah, because we look at it from the perspective of us. Uh Yeah. So at 26, he dated her who was 47 years old. So, hmm, 47. That'd be like me dating an 18-year-old right now. Nice. Could you imagine? Because <laughs> I'm 39. Oh, okay. A little different, though. A little bit, because I think at I 18. Get, you mature a lot from 18 to 26. And he's a rock star, so he's older. Yeah, he's lived the life. Yeah. Lived the life of three men. <laughs> yeah, I like that guy. All right. There you go, Amy. What's going on today? Oh, man. Well, we got soccer practice today. And I think now that I'm a soccer mom... I'm going to pay more attention at practice so I can be dialed in when the game comes around. You know, I feel like and I can maybe go over plays with her and oh. help my daughter. I would just more. say be supportive. Okay, or I could be supportive. Be supportive and ask the coach what's one drill you can work on instead of trying to know the whole game. Because you can actually yeah, make Yeah, because I know nothing about soccer. You can make anyone better at one specific drill if you know the drill. Okay. Right? But you're not yeah. trying to know soccer. Well, I might. But you're not really going to know it, it in a day. Sure. That's why I'm going to start going to practice. Just learn one drill and ask the coach, what can I do this week? I used to wait in the car. Now I'm going to be on the field. Hey, progress. Thanks. Yeah. What about you? I got to go out and shoot some stuff for iHeart Country Festival today. I guess I'm just well enough to feel pretty confident about it. But man, it's been bad on this nasty cold. Uh, so that's it. Right, pray for me. I didn't have any breakfast. Oh, okay. Sending them up prayers now. Yes. Prayers and Uber Eats. But both. Uh, you guys have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bones. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.